Hey, welcome to the Pharmacy Residency Podcast, a member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I wanted to just give you a quick uh, update on um, the Pre-Residency Audio Academy. I've added a little bit to it and then uh, talk a little bit about letter of intent. Uh, but the big thing I, I want to talk about today uh, is financial freedom. And um, I'm going to address the coming recession in another episode, but I didn't, I didn't want to start with that one and seem negative. It's actually the other way around. Uh, really understanding how you can become I guess more efficient is one way to put it, but but more mindful of of what's going on on a day-to-day basis uh, is what I'm going to be covering in a little bit. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to call these the less stressed pharmacist episodes, uh, just because uh, by being mindful of uh, a number of areas in your life, your health, your your finances, and those types of things, um, I, I just know that it just makes things a little bit easier uh, as you're going coming home to work uh, and residency. So uh, let's just uh, start off with, uh, again, the Pharmacy Residency Podcast courses. You can find them at residency.teachable.com. And uh, in the Pre-Residency Audio Academy, what I've done is I've added a course, uh, a couple of, of videos, uh, two of them actually. Uh, one that uh, CEO of Your Financial Pharmacist, Tim Albrick has recorded. It's about an hour long, and it's an introduction to uh, all of uh, what you really kind of need to know as you're going from resident uh, to becoming a practitioner. Uh, and then the next one I did was uh, an interview with me and the uh, real estate uh, group, and what we talked about was uh, really something that is 25 years later, because again, I graduated in 97, uh, it's 2022, so 25 years later, how did I do? And and a big part of the, the success and, and being able to, to pay for your kid's college and those types of things, if you're in that area, uh, is um, some form of investment that you're comfortable with. And for me, it's real estate investment. I understand it. Uh, I was a real estate agent for a while, and uh, it's something that I really enjoy. And I'm at the point where I just buy houses, pay them off, buy houses, pay them off. And that creates uh, passive income and so forth and so on. So uh, I just want to show you how to get to those. So you need to be in the Pre-Residency Audio Academy. And uh, again, it's free to join. And when you go in there, uh, you come down to, and I'll I'll show you the full breadcrumb trail here. Uh, You go from the top all the way down here to the bottom. Uh, where uh, you can see the financial transition video from your financial pharmacist where you're making a financial transition from resident to practitioner. And then the 25 years later kind of, uh, it's audio only, but uh, talking about generational wealth where uh, my granddad helped my parents, uh, my parents helped us, and we will absolutely be helping our triplets who are, and and I get there right now, they're 10, they're going to be 11 uh, here in July, but uh, we're really already at the point where you know it's assumed that we'll take care of their their tuition my wife and I are back and forth on how much additional help we're gonna give them so do we pay for their room and board and all those things I personally feel that it's more important to make sure that they graduate from college with no debt that's certainly their first school two-year four-year uh, but I would really prefer that they they start with a clean slate and that they don't have any debt at all and if you look at the numbers 16 percent of graduating pharmacy students have absolutely no debt uh, unfortunately the other 84 percent average around 178,000 uh, and uh, there are ways to get around that um, but what I wanted to talk about also is really making sure that 
you are going toward the right place. And to do that, uh, I have a preview video. You don't need to uh, you know, join the, the letter of intent course. This is something where uh, I help uh, students one-on-one -on -one, uh, as they're working toward their residency applications. And the biggest mistake that most future residents make is they apply to the wrong places. And they don't create the opportunities to apply to even better places. And so I've, I've opened up the using the letter of intent to build your residency vision. It's just 10 minutes, 11 minutes. And what you want to do is you want to write your letter of intent now. And you say, well, the, isn't that that thing that's due November, December? Yes, that's when it's due. But the reason that you do it is that you need to build those five areas. And so the big five, okay, it's the big five things that you need to, to have uh, to qualify, especially for the AMCs, the Academic Medical Centers, and the, the top residencies. Uh, you need to have your clinical background that matches their site. Okay, that's kind of the, the big thing that you're applying for a clinical job. You have to have that. Uh, the next thing is you have to have some form of leadership and membership in organizations showing that you do things. Uh, service, you know, what are you doing for the community? Uh, this is a lot bigger when you're talking about community residency, ambulatory care, a little bit less for AMC. Uh, the AMC expects the fourth one, which is going to be research. Okay, so making sure that you've got that component. And then the last one is teaching. Uh, have you done teaching not only one-on-one -on -one with the patients that you're with, but have you been in the classroom? Have you been teaching? And that's what people come to me for. That's what they're happy with me is. It's a teaching rotation where uh, we are in front of students five days a week in summer, which is really rare uh, to have something like that because when you talk about summer, generally professors are gone, like they're they're done. Uh, but here uh, we. I have a full teaching docket, so on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday I'm teaching. Uh, <clears throat> some of those are virtual, some of them are in person, but uh, getting in front of a classroom, getting in front of a group, that is a huge, huge part of making sure that uh, you're qualified to teach those APBE students as a resident. So again, I just wanted to kind of point you to these two things. So again, if you want to start working on your letter of intent, uh, you're certainly welcome to enroll in the Extreme LOI Makeover course. <clears throat> I do two uh, letters, and again, we continue to work on that first letter. You know, you got your top choice. And then what I do is I help you with that second letter so that you can see what does it look like when you start with one and then move to the next one. Um, what are the changes you need to make? What are the things you need to, to kind of tell your recommenders? All right, so my voice is going a little bit. So uh, anyway, uh, we'll just wanted to point you to residency.teachable.com. Uh, the uh, financial courses are, or financial uh, video and audio are in the pre-residency audio academy. Again, that's free to join. And then uh, that's the short course under number 13, financial freedom videos. And then the LOI makeover uh, is one of the uh, paid courses. But if you want to just look at the preview and just kind of see okay, well, what, what's he talking about that I should write my letter of intent now uh, in the middle of summer? Because if you don't do that now, if you don't see where your gaps are, you don't know that you're going to need to actually ask your ID preceptor to maybe get some clinical work in critical care. 
or that you'll need to ask your critical care preceptor for some ID work uh, so that you qualify for certain uh, residencies. So again, it's my <clears throat> firm recommendation that you set up your LOI uh, now so that you can see where are your gaps in the big five because the last place you want to find that you have gaps is in November and December and then you have to change where you're applying because you didn't set up for a research project you didn't set up for a presentation you didn't set up for teaching and now that's a huge gap and simply uh, with the rubric you can't qualify for that residency I know that residency match rates are good uh, but that doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to get the residency you want those residencies are still hundreds of applications where uh, it's very difficult to get if you don't have a certain set of skills. All right, you need help from me, Tony the Pharmacist at gmail.com. Uh, otherwise, I will talk to you in a new episode.